0: Hi, and I am him, and this is Killing the Business Worldwide. I am your host, the sickest one of them all, the hero in the black hat, Sick Vic. Colleagues tonight, I have the legendary hardcore midget himself, Mad Max. We have TJ, the leader of the
1: Buffalo Mafia. That's right. That's right. You look me up out there, Buffalo Mafia. You get on this page and you share.
0: We have the man who is uh, what can I say about you, Jason, after last night? What can I say?
2: I'm awake from my power nap. That's all they need to know.
0: You're awake <laughs> from your power nap. <laughs> w- Sorry, and-
3: Mr. Fish.
0: It <laughs> was only like Bobby Fish, that's all. W.W.A. is becoming very popular, especially in the world of YouTube, thanks to Mad Bucks himself. Popular to a point that everyone wants to be a part of that roster. We have someone that's up and coming who's a good part of that roster. His name is Connor Case. How you doing today, sir?
4: I'm good. How are y'all doing? Going
0: crazy like usual. Just going crazy like <laughs> usual. Especially if you have Mad Max on a podcast. Right there it tells you that this is not your ordinary show.
3: You should be scared. He actually knows me.
0: (laughs) So, Connor, was professional wrestling something you always wanted to do? Or was it something that you stumbled upon and you were just like, hey, I'm really good at
4: this? I'll tell you what. I didn't know nothing about it when I was eight years old. And my grandpa, we were randomly watching TV. And I can't remember... I think it was like twenty thirteen. It was some uh promo that Team Hell No were doing backstage and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And I just it, always watched it ever since and started to grow to it. And I went to my first event in Evansville when I was like eight or nine. And I just always thought about doing it, but I just never thought about it. I'd actually get an opportunity to do it. So I was just when I got the opportunity, I just had to take it, take advantage of it.
0: Now, you mentioned before we recorded that you are 17, going on 18 this year, correct? Yes, sir. How many years have you been actually training for the moment for your in-ring debut?
4: Um, Almost, about almost a year now since last October, or October 29th was our tryout day, and I've just been training almost every weekend since. So, about going, about to be a year so.
0: Have you been getting any advice
4: for bad max? Oh, and not any bad ones, no. I've hadn't gotten any bad advice from nobody. He gave me a lot of good advice and just very thankful for it.
1: Well, that's quite different for us, Connor, because Max gives us bad advice all the time.
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. T-
1: TJ
2: and I almost ended up die. in jail because of advice that we took from him.
3: But did you die? No. Oh, there you go. No. <laughs> now, Connor, right. before you got into wrestling, you were involved in amateur boxing, correct?
4: Yeah. I was.
3: Now, how many years did you do that?
4: Uh, and what I mean, got I, you into it? I trained uh, for about three years. I mean, what got me into it was, I mean, just like people wanting to become karate people just watching karate kid i watched rocky i love watching the movies i was like oh it'd be kind of cool but i just kind of threw that off and then uh i figured out my my football coach was a pro boxer and he was this close from about fighting amanda holyfield and i was like (laughs) huh so then i he got me into some connections and stuff and i started training i was like okay this ain't bad and then i Eventually got a fight after about three years. So had about four fights there and fun. So that, what but... was
1: your record in
4: boxing? I mean, in amateur boxing, I mean, I lost all four of my fights. I mean, the last two I got knocked up pretty bad, but I mean, in amateur boxing, there's really not really records. I mean, it's just to gain experience really like if I was, I'd be fighting somebody with three, four fights. I wouldn't fight nobody with like twenty fights. They just try to match you up with the amount of people. So, I mean, record it. The record didn't even matter to me if I'm being completely honest.
0: Yeah, but if you got knocked out, that must bother you somewhat.
4: Um, I mean, I always think about it. I mean, I can, I mentally can't do that ever again because I try Probably. to do like. What's it? Probably exactly. at
2: the, at that moment it, he was thinking about it, but I, but I see what you're saying. You're you're just in it for the experience, which which is a good mindset to have.
4: Mark something off my bucket list. So
0: that's true. And then again, being a professional wrestler, you can't really be all there for all the grinding and the special matches that you'll probably be a part of. I mean, you can't be all the way mentally tight.
4: Oh, mentally better than I ever was. So.
0: And then again, what's what, normal is boring these days. I go to the crew, I look at the crew I have here. I'm from, I'm from Southern Vermont, known the Northeast area. I got someone from Georgia. I got someone from Kentucky. I don't know where TJ's from. I think South Carolina. Right. And I got my day crew who's members from, one member's from Chicago. The other one's from Ireland. <clears throat> I, don't know, I don't know how that came about. It just happened.
2: It's because we're worldwide, baby. <laughs>
0: Number one in Nigeria. <laughs> Next, TJ, do I have to
1: blow that thing up again? <laughs> Number one in
0: Nigeria.
1: I oh, nice. every, opportunity, every opportunity you get, you pull that up so we can make sure that people out there know. Number one, baby.
2: Hey, Finland, I'm calling you out. You need to put us back on top. <laughs>
3: Now, Connor, what did your father think when you told him you were going to start becoming training for a profession in professional wrestling?
4: Um, he didn't. He he's a very nonchalant guy. I mean, he's pretty much a go with the flow. He's pretty much just really like supported a lot, everything I really done. So I was like, can I? I just pretty much dashed him. I was like, hey, uh, someone showed me this. Um, like the link to the trial, and I was like, can I do it? And he's just like, Yeah, we'll go ahead. So he he didn't really have much to say, but he's I'm sure he's all up for it and everything. But he's expecting free tickets now. So that's <laughs> I gotta worry about that.
3: Now I seen you and your father in Owensboro for the micro wrestling show. Oh
4: yeah. That was awesome. Now, that was the best what did your ever.
3: what did your dad think of that?
4: Uh I mean I presented him the idea of uh going for my birthday. I was like, Hey, can I get front row for my birthday? He's like he thought about it, and then the day of my birthday, he's like, open this up. Envelope with two tickets, the front row, and I was like, Right on. And he loved it. He he absolutely he loved the spots where Flying Ryan was messing with you. He he couldn't get over that. That was he had a blast. And he's not even a wrestling fan, so Really? He well, I'll tell you this. He's, he's not a wrestling fan, but he loves the WWE, and he loves the crowd. That's what keeps him going. No matter how busy he is, he always wants to come back. So,
3: Now, does he come to every single show or
4: whenever he can? Yeah. Uh, so usually how it works is I have my intermediates right now, so I usually drive myself to whenever we go to Owensboro, Livermore, and then every other show we drive ourselves. Like, he'll drive me uh, Saturday to Evansville. He'll go do his thing till five o'clock and then come inside, watch the show, wait outside for us, and then uh, drive ourselves home. So we're pretty much in it together. So yeah, he, he never misses the show.
0: There's something about independent wrestling that brings the magic back in professional wrestling. You're watching at WWE and AEW. Oh, it's, yeah. It seems like that, you know, especially WWE Seems like too many, too much politics kind of buries the magic of the, of the wrestling, and just independent wrestling. You know, you feel that magic again.
4: Absolutely. I'll, I, from a fan standpoint, I'll say this, and I know some may not agree. I'm big on AEW right now, just because I just I I just love it, really.
0: John, Danny, ovation on that remark. I did not coach him. I did not coach him that, ladies and gentlemen. He said
4: right. that. I, I'll say that I'm a huge fan. I've watched them since the absolute beginning. So I'm all with them.
0: It's just something about the like the crowd. You feel the energy. You feel the magic behind it. And in WWE, knowing that they pipe in their own crowd noise, you don't know what's real. You don't know what's fake. I mean, it's like they're like strippers with fake tits. <laughs> I guess I remember describing that like that. They look real.
2: They feel real. They feel
3: real. Now Chase or Connor, if you had in front of you a WWE contract and an AEW contract, same amount of money, same Royalties everything that same equal amount.
4: Who would you go with? You know, I was watching this with Lizzie, and as soon as you said that, I knew where I was going. But uh I mean either way, I I mean, even with independent wrestling, I my main goal right now is just to be able to perform in front of my friends and family. And I am just way more invested in AEW, so I probably have to say that just cause And the what's her name, uh I might butcher her name, but it's like, she's 18. She's about my age. Like, was it Billy? Oh, so, yeah. So I mean, she's my age and she's from around here. So it's like, if she can do it, then really anybody could. And was it uh, another wrestler that's coming? Was it Nick Wayne? He's like, what, 18 almost? So, I mean, I probably have to choose AEW, really. Just because it's, I love a, a lot of people in it. It's like, I Oh, yeah, that's I, I'd pick AW for sure. It really starts
0: to decline my invitation to come to the show.
4: But I'll say this. I saw the Nashville WrestleMania in a few years, and my dad told me when I told him about it, he's like, why don't you go in it? And I was just like, I don't know, man. But he's expecting free tickets out of it, so we'll see. <laughs> I think Mex is heartfelt,
0: you know, I wish you luck. I've always believed in you because he knows that when you make it in the big leagues, he'll be like, hey, buddy, remember when I was on your side? I like my tickets.
4: Oh, man.
3: backstage <laughs> access. Now, what did you think on your first day of training with
4: WWE? So if I'm being honest, I mean, it, almost felt like a fight day really i mean the nerves were definitely there uh but usually when i get in the ring it's like it just all goes away and they chris waddell had us back in the room and it was like make it seem like we were gonna die out there he said if you if there's any point today where you can't take these bumps then I'll, you can leave at any time and i was just like i was coming fresh off of quit boxing so it was like my cardio was still up there just a little bit but I hadn't really worked out and it was like they made it seem like we were gonna die and I was like (laughs) "Mm." and I was the last person to go at every single drill so I was I got the good end of the stick but just I can't really describe just like something about that first bump we took something clicked and I just haven't looked back Mm -hmm. ever since and it was like I had done backyard wrestling before that. And after that show, Chris came up to me and he said, cause I, I've been going to these shows since I was eight years old and I'm almost 18. He comes up to me and says, Connor, how'd the, how'd the ring feel today? And I was like, you know, it didn't feel as bad as you guys made it seem. And he goes, he looks at me dead in the face. He gets up in my face and has that eye. He goes, it's not like a trampoline, is it? And I was like, Nope. But it's just something about it. That I just love, and I can't describe it to anybody, but it's just, I love it.
0: Did the rope spike you the first time you hit him?
2: Did what happen?
0: Did the rope
4: spiked you because I've heard stories that the ropes can really get you if you don't bounce off, break. There was, I mean, there's been times where it happened, but the first time I did it, I mean, it, I didn't feel nothing really. But uh, I have been hit a couple times, but it just, I, I love going home with these scars and bruises and stuff. So, So look
0: at the current WWE roster, give us some of the names that you would like to
4: face in the ring. You know, like I said, I've been coming to these shows ever since I was a little kid, so pretty much all the people I've watched since then, so one of them would be probably Chris, Jordan Whitaker, Ray, uh, Alexander Knight, who I actually share birthdays with, uh, just really anybody that's been in there since the business It's like, I look back at these, you know, like all the old WWE events, and I see like Snyder in the front row, and it's like Chris Baudel's passing. was like, I cannot believe they've like, they faced each other. And it's like, I just want to be like that. And so it's really all the legends, anybody, anybody who else they'd put me with. So doesn't matter to me. Would you fight Wizzy Six? Yeah. I mean, if that, it, I mean, at the end of the day, it's business. I mean, but, um, I'd love to work with her because I watched her for a while too. And it's just like, she's, I think she's good. So I think it'd be an honor to share the ring with really anybody in that company. So.
0: It's either you're really humble or you're just like a stone cold killer. Like if I face her, she dies.
4: I think I'm just too humble. I'm just, I'm just blessed to be in this uh, position. So, I mean, not a lot of people get to do it. Or if not, they're not. Look, it's either they're not able to do it or they're just too afraid. I mean, but oh, I've had a bunch of my friends message me saying how they think it's something cool that something they've grown up watching since they were a kid uh, doing something, so I think it'd be cool. But
0: no, I understand the way you're coming from about the whole you know. Did, you're doing most things that most people aren't, because like when I started this podcast, I didn't think it would be around for this long. I didn't think I would have to put up with someone like named Mad Max, but here I am today. But you're welcome, just, Vic. And you're you're just you know you're still sleeping. So, <laughs> but no, you look back at it, you're just humble about how like holy crap I went this came this far, and yeah. you're. Like, you're very thankful for it. And most people, I think it's more nerve than anything else. Because I've yeah. always told people that, yeah, you know, you just have to do it. Don't think about it. Think Thinking kills. Just do it.
4: Yeah, just with these moves, I just, it's like, I have that nerve want not wanting to do it, but then I'll just say, screw it. And then when I do it, it's like, oh, it's not that bad. So,
0: so here, the issue I've been having since you're a wrestling fan, you can help me out with. I understand you sit back and you watch wrestling you catch the, you watch the magic and it's, you know, it's, it's a show, but Roman reigns not defending his title for 63 days goes against the 30 day defense clause. And it bothers the fuck out of me. Should I just shut up and just watch it? Or should I just be like, Hey, wait a second. Rules state rules are rules. These are what, this is what it says.
4: I mean, I'll say this. I mean, after WrestleMania, our owner of the company got us all together. He said, "How many, as a fan, how many of us wanted, a, or how many of y'all wanted Cody to win?" And I was like, "I obviously wanted that to happen." But he put a good thing on us, saying how it was, I guess, good for the business. Like, I feel like they're drawing more people and making more money and stuff since Roman. Like a bunch of people are just wanting to watch Roman to win, like lose his titles and stuff. But I mean, it 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 is what it is. I mean. I can't do nothing about it. So, I mean, I just sit back and trust the process, I guess you can.
0: I got my lawyers in the case right now. Yeah, I got lawyers. Be quiet. Be quiet back there. I got lawyers. Just guys off Twitter. I better call Saul. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I hate you sometimes. I really do uh so C- connor what type of matches are there any specific t- any specific specialty matches that you would not be a part of that's like too like i don't want to say hardcore for you but you're just like you're crazy like a scaffold match or a barbed wire match
4: you know what this is gonna sound crazy Probably not. I mean, I'll do anything, really. I mean, I'm sure once, like, if they come up to me saying, hey, you're going to do a party match, I'll probably be nerve-wracking. Like, nervous, but I'm I'm literally down to do anything. So, there's not really a certain match. I mean, heck, this is going to sound crazy, but I want to do at least a death match or two in my career, so. Now, that's
3: <laughs> the When they call for a death match, Nobody really dies, so why on earth would you call it a death match? I,
2: don't, I, I just want to bleed. So I mean, I just want to bleed.
3: <laughs> you have the need, the need to bleed. Connor, <laughs> I, I like you. I, I like, you, like you, Connor. <laughs> now you know why me and Connor
1: click so well. Oh wait, you're you are not taking Connor under your wing, are you Max?
3: Let's put it this way. He opens if the door's
1: open, he's more than welcome to step through. I oh, mean God damn Connor, best of luck to you, buddy. This guy is gonna <laughs> do some crazy ass shit, dude. He's gonna talk Connor, you doing some shit. I'll do it. Connor.
3: He goes as like I did, goes all out and does everything to to his ability. And I I gotta give him credit because he don't he does not ask, well, why am I doing this or why should I do that? He, you know, take a back bump. All right. Boom. All right, take a front bump. Yes, sir. Boom. And he doesn't. So incredibly precise, is scary.
1: Well, he's young enough now. You could get him in on doing the Ric Flair front dive to the ground. <laughs> you
2: you can need say. to make it part of your stable, Max.
3: Uh, I'll, say- I'll do a 21 staple gun match with Connor.
4: I'll do it. I'll take I believe he would take it. I'll take it. I'll say this. When we had our tryout, they had us do our four bumps separately and run the ropes and stuff and they did a thing at the end where we did our four bumps and see how many times we could do it like the four bumps count as one rep and two so on it was like it got to a point where when I got to the flip bump I almost like rolled out of the ring but Jones kept telling me he's like dude you got one more can you keep on I was like yeah so I did I went as long as I could I did about what was it five reps but that,
2: that's where the Rocky inspiration came from. <laughs> no pay. I'll keep going. No pay. No, pay. <laughs> no pay.
3: Now, the thing is, in training, we do a five-minute drill, just running the ropes. And everybody thinks, oh, that's easy. Connor, what is your thought on that?
4: Um, Whenever we did it, they kept telling us that the longest person – that ever has done it was like six minutes. And I was ready for it. I mean, like I said, I mean, like my condition was kind of there from boxing, but not really. And everyone I was watching well, I was the last person, so I got to watch everyone do it. And it I personally thought they went for like five minutes, but then they stopped and it was like minute, minute, minute and a half. And going up to mine, I think the longest was maybe like a minute and a half. And so I kept going or when I went there I kept going back and forth back and forth and then uh jones kept telling me he's like dude can you keep going let's go keep going and i kept going for as long as i could and it's like i kept going for as long as i could but not as long as my body could. And my body made me stop but i i wanted to keep going but my legs told me no and they jones had a surprising face and showed uh somebody the screen and it said that it all went for like almost like i think it was like 239 so i mean it. I think it's beneficial for everybody, but I didn't know I went for that long. So
0: you are aware if if you if you accept Max's invitation and have him be, you know, your mentor, it's going to be like Rocky on crack, not Rocky on steroids, or Rocky on crack, because all the it's stories, about, all the stories that we've heard about Max about taking bowling balls to the balls. About taking sledgehammer shots to the to his I guess balls as well.
1: I mean I, that's
0: what I do it.
1: Painful, why? But, why do you guys not care about your balls?
3: Okay. If it's for like, man, I got too many kids already I don't need any more.
4: If it gives the fans what they want, if that's what the boss wants I'll do. If I
3: them them. I mean, all I could tell Connor you know Connor comes up to me and talked to me he goes hey Max what do you think of this as my gimmick and he laid it out there on the table for me and I'm like oh I said don't sound bad at all I said I'm not the one that is going to okay it though I said you need to talk to boss man Mr. Waddell CCW so he's like, all right. And he talked to him. He's like, man, I don't know when I'm going to be able to. I said, you have to take the advantage. You have to, when he when he stops talking to somebody, jump in there. Because if you don't, you're never going to have a chance to. And Connor did. So, you know, my hat's off to him. He actually listens and does exactly what we tell him. So you know, I see him uh, like I said, I see these guys as a sponge just sucking up all the information from every single wrestler that's before them, the knowledge, you know, their their, their you know their, their knowledge of it, their obsession of it, their uh, philosophy of wrestling, their mojo of it. And I mean, if you get all that all together, you
0: got the perfect
3: wrestler.
4: Apparently. Yeah, it was a good experience, but had to get it done.
0: Now, is it true that Mex is a ring Nazi at the end of the event? Like <laughs> right after that, the three count happens, and announcers, not even before, the announcer goes, "Thank you, everyone, for coming out tonight." Mex is taking down the ring, telling people, "Hey, get off your cell phone!" Hey, oh. Hey. You're gonna pick every. I mean,
4: I mean usually. I even
0: tell him I even tell him, go home,
3: get out of here.
4: Yeah. Even like, like Chris and so there's a few wrestlers are still like thanking the fans and Mex don't give a crap. He's out there taking down the turnbuckles and stuff. Like some wrestlers are popping their heads out of the curtain to see if they're still there, but Mex is out there before really anybody, so he don't care. <laughs> he's a, he's trying I to get mean, it done.
1: Uh, i just to break it. it down. That AARP card expires after nine o'clock at night. <laughs> you ain't supposed <laughs> to be up that long. Yeah, the Jersey home starts wondering <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> next. Where are you, where, where's Mr. Max? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, 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 Mr. Max, you, you don't go in the ring anymore. But I still got it. No, 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 no. Now, I'll be honest with
3: you. Mr. Waddell pulled me to the side in the office and said, look, we don't need you to be coming out here jumping off the top rope to the floor on people. He goes, how old are you? 57. He goes, you don't need to be doing anything like that anymore. He goes, this is where the saying, less is more. So I, I'm, I'm trying to adapt to this generation's wrestling knowledge from where I came from, old school knowledge. No, he's trying
1: to help you out. I'm actually saying, listen here, you old bastard, take it easy. <laughs> I, that's what he told me. He's like, "Look, I want to keep you alive." He
3: goes, "You don't need to be jumping off the top rope. You don't need to be going through tables. You don't need to get power bombed, you know, or you know, getting power bombed in the middle of the ring and then get picked back up and then power bomb, run and thrown out into the fourth row." He goes, "That that don't need to be happening." I'm like, but if the crowd loves it, he goes, "No, Plain and simple." I mean, you can ask Connor. I'm out there managing my team, the Super Sun Squad, and I get so hyped that stuntman Mikey has to grab me. Yep, and hold on to me.
0: I love uh, I'm trying to get in the ring. I you remember know, recording.
3: And everybody's bigger and weighs more than me, no matter what. You know, everybody's a giant compared to me. And it's just the way it is of the beast, you know.
4: Because I remember I recorded your uh, entrance at the uh, the war, and I saw you, like, barking to the ring, and then you told them, nope, get back there.
3: Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I've been told, you know, hey, Max, no more, you know, and... It kills me being told you can't do it anymore. I mean, that's that's like telling me a five-year-old kid, "Yeah, no, there ain't no Santa Claus." Mm. You know? Fuck it, I'm your, I'm, I'm, the one that gets your damn uh, gifts at Christmas time for your ass, you know. And I'm like, no, you know, you don't ever tell a child that shit. Are you? Santa, Santa Claus is
0: real? real? Santa Claus not real. Wait,
1: what? Santa Claus not real. What? 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 Did you just tell me Santa Claus isn't real, Max? You son of a bitch!
2: <laughs> what a dick.
1: Wait, wow. dick! I
0: have kids around. What an asshole! <laughs> Oh, no, I'd say that and Vic's, Vic's looking at Mikey like, where's Mikey? Where's Mikey? <laughs> uh, you know, Mix, your your issue, it's a classic wrestling gimmick. This is what you need to do. You need to say, like, you're right, I am done in the ring. I gotta go. I'm not feeling well. Then all of a sudden here comes a little midget with a mask on, going like, oh, I am senior Beck Mex- Tex. I do not see text. I don't know no man Max. I made a wrestle. I made a wrestle. <laughs> and when they question it, you just go like, no English.
3: That that sucks, because I do not know English. I mean, Spanish. I don't know any Spanish whatsoever. I flunked Spanish
0: in high school for correcting the teacher. That's, that's what you... He- that's when you, like, teach yourself, like, Russian or something. And you speak Russian. And it's like, I, yes, oh, I, I, I know. Like, everyone, right? everyone
1: even more. Yeah. And it will be like, oh, whatever. Get in the ring. You see all this shit derailed, Connor?
4: <laughs> it's what it is. I'm just sitting back enjoying it, so. <laughs> yeah, now, Connor,
3: what do you see as a gimmick for you?
4: Uh, I mean I mean, we all come up with ideas of our own and you know it pretty much comes to what the boss says but the one I had thought about and I'm pretty sure I told you about it was uh so my grandma's uh she's she's Scottish like she's from Scotland she came to America on a train when she was my age at like 16 and so I was like then I'm like 25 because my dad's 50 because obviously you know and I was trying to think of something because like I didn't think of this gimmick beforehand, but one of my cousins or my family members up there, we were talking about like, was it IWC over in Scotland? We were talking about that company. And then it just had me thinking and it was just like, I'd love to do something like Roddy Roddy Piper or Drew. I mean, I mean, people do it, but it's like, I'm actually Scottish and stuff. So it makes sense. And it was like, and so the reason I got more into depth of it, why why should I or why could I do this and it's like my brother for his graduation of high school he went to Scotland and met our family and I graduated from high school this year so I planned on wanting to go down there next year to go visit my family and do promos were in the villages where my grandma grew up in the mountaintops and my brother actually uh, plays the bagpipes so I would love to join that elite class of if I ever like get to get booked at a big show I'd love to join the very, very small class of wrestlers that have been walked out on bagpipes and stuff, and I'd love to mix like Moxley in there, too, just to be really violent stuff, because I want to bleed really bad, so.
1: Yeah! Oh, I should have put his shirt on tonight.
4: I don't have one, so.
1: I don't have a Moxley one.
4: No, but I'd love to be like a violent Scotsman type guy, but that just depends, really, so.
0: I would yep. think yes, wouldn't WWA allow that. Huh? WWA would allow that. A violent Scotsman as a on the roster, wouldn't they? I wouldn't doubt it. To be honest with you, it's we don't have one in
3: in the WWA as of now.
4: And I'd love to be the first wrestler in WWA to be walked out on bagpipes and stuff. Because I told Chris the idea and it looked like he hmm was thinking, but I mean, I'll just have to wait and see really when at Tom's right, almost debuted, so.
3: I mean, that's like uh, Josh Onyx. He uh, he could have probably went semi-pro in football. But he ended up becoming a musician and doing the percussion, doing the drums and all. Now he's teaching kids drums and music. Well, he came out but he didn't come out right off the bat.
4: Uh, well, what yep. started
3: off is you hear the drums playing, and then his whole student, all of the students came out with their snare drums playing, and the tri-tom guy was behind him, and they were thumping. And then they started playing, and the next thing you know, here comes Onyx out, and the crowd just went crazy. So he was the yep. first one that actually had uh, percussionists come out and on his entrance, therefore Connor, you can do, you know, I don't see why they don't let you do, you know, with the bagpiper.
4: Cause my brother, he lives in, he works at the Capitol in DC. So it's like, he's always busy. So I was like, I presented him the idea of and He's just, I'd always think of like, like you said, I want him to like possibly like walk out of the like curtains and walk around the ring and go back up to the stage or wherever, it's, wherever the match is going to be. At. And, uh, I'd love to – something else. that's like, I want to have like a like, – I tried ways not to copy them. So well, they wore the trunks, and I want to wear the tights. And like their whole – they got a flower in Scotland called the thistle, and it's like Scottish royalty. And I want that – plaid and i want the horns going around it to like try to symbolize violent i guess and i want to just be different I, like i want to have like a death metal type entrance too to That like drew mcintyre's like the entrance that's just something i i just love so that's- so connor i got a question about your
2: promos do you are you to develop this character, do you want to be the type of person that's just screaming and hollering in their promos, or do you want to speak softly?
4: You know, I've been trying to think of that as well. Like I've been watching a lot of Piper's promos and I see he always has that short fuse and and it's like I don't want to copy him. And it's like, how can I make that my own? It's like I wanna I wanna have those times in the matches or in the promos where it's like I go off like that short fuse, but it's like I feel like that in that moment I wanna like speak in Scottish and stuff because I have I'm trying to learn the more Scottish accent but it's
2: it just really the the thing with Piper was he was up and down all the time in his promos he'd start off slow and he'd go off and then he'd come back down and he'd go off again so if you just kind of made it not not like his but maybe just have one or two times where are you go off in your promos but keep love, it mellow
4: that's what i'd love to do he's a big inspiration on the character but that's just if i can do it but if not that, that's it i'm up for anything really but
0: yeah but I the think the, um, the, the, like a roddy piper you know flow type of an interview and i know his background that's more legit than you seen Ronda Rousey coming out with a kilt, like 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 a skirt that's supposed to be a kilt, you know, say baddest woman, and that makes more sense of that.
4: I mean, in tradition of Scottish, there's not supposed to be anything worn underneath the kilt, so that is what it is.
3: I mean, you could do either way
4: because you
3: could do like Piper, but the way I was taught. I learned from Jake the Snake Roberts because Jake, when he talked, he just talked with a calm, very low voice, very, almost a whisper. And when he was cutting his promos, everybody's like, what? What? What are he saying? You know, so it's that's where the less is more. And I mean. That one promo that I cut against uh Nick Depp.
0: Yep, I love that one. You
3: know, uh, uh Ray Waddell's like, Max, I was expecting you to come out go crazy, you know, barking and everything, having to hold you back and all, you know, biting his ass or whatever. He goes, but you came out calm, soft almost a whisper. He goes, and that's what got me. He goes, because I was like, what's he saying? What is he saying? And that's where I learned from Jake that Jake said, I learned instead of hollering and everything, acting crazy, you know, I can speak softly in every single person. Want to hear what I gotta say. So, so
1: you know, you can go either way with that.
4: I just I have to wait.
1: A so. Randy Macho Man savage in any promo any day. And afterwards, me and
3: Jean's like, what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> just Yeah,
0: but she's Open himself for someone like Mick Wu to put his wife's like face in his cross and his tights. I mean, I got what you think Roberts, but like, come on, Max. I mean, Jesus. I mean,
3: I mean, Savage said him and Warrior had the most craziest fucking promos ever. That even the cameraman are standing there going, "What the fuck was that?"
2: (laughs) Too hot to handle and too cold to hold. (laughs) Cup of coffee in the big time.
3: (laughs) The cream, the cream rises to the top. Always sticking that tongue out. (laughs) That scared the shit out of Genie. what the fuck was that? But, uh, where do you see yourself in five years?
4: Hopefully, oh um, hopefully with an 8 contractor contract or something. That'd be kind of cool. Just I went to SmackDown uh, back in February in Evansville. And like it just, even the even this last Saturday when we had the All Surround the Ring. It's just like a it just lights up that spark even more. It's like I'd love for people to come out and watch me wrestle and stuff, but hopefully just doing something like that, really. But just got to day by day. So we'll see. All depends on how I make it. So
0: that magic, doing that magic.
4: Oh, yeah. So
0: I wouldn't mind taking a bump to what it's like. TJ won't. TJ would not be in the go in the ring against a blow up doll. He would not.
3: TJ, I
1: mean, I'm, not beat, I'm not getting beat up by the blow up doll. Cuz you guys are going to record it and then you're going to put it all over the internet.
2: Yes.
3: TJ <laughs> will get on the very top rope and take a back bump and knock his ass out. Yep. What about his you He'll wake up about four hours later. Like, How'd I do? It? Yeah, you did great, guy. <laughs> <laughs> <Do it
0: again. laughs>
2: you, you got 10,000 hits.
0: We do not bust balls that bad around here. Come on. Jesus Christ, teacher. What, what, what Heather? Us talking shit about Jason falling asleep for the Bobby Fish interview, got how many hits? Great, Can I, let me know about you two. But anyways, what I'm say. <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, Love you, Jason. (laughs) Big guy who lived like thousands of miles away from you guys.
3: You meant to take that Viagra pill, and he ended up taking the sleeping pill instead.
2: Yeah. When I I realized I overslept, I almost punched my wife in the face. (laughs) Because I was so mad. Not that she even did anything wrong, I just blamed her for it
0: right i gave the usual yelling to you, you know, like i would with max about jason jason and nothing
2: no because the phone was downstairs on the charger
0: yeah and he even came in five minutes before this recording time just to shoot the shit a little bit
2: yeah i dropped the ball i uh should so Connor, happens, Connor, let that be a lesson to you. If you're ever running a podcast or you're a co-host, don't take a nap before the podcast. <laughs> I don't just like that. Be-
0: Especially with Bobby Fish.
3: <laughs> Jason, yeah. would you have marked out? What's that? Would you have marked out with Bobby Fish?
2: Uh just a little at the beginning, but I was I was looking forward to it because I had a lot of questions
0: for him. <laughs> yeah, I marked out a little bit. He was like, you know, when we, we first connected, he's like, we did the whole like, hey, how you doing? You know, he's like, how you doing? I was like, I'm talking to Bobby fucking Fish right now. I mean, how do you think I'm doing? <laughs> yeah, this
4: boxing match was crazy.
0: Are there, in your wrestling career, are there any, um Elite wrestlers, I don't like call yeah, elite wrestlers who you like to meet, not just wrestle, but just to meet?
4: Chris Jericho. He's like, it's hard, like, for me, it's just harder to, like, really get into the, like, old wrestling on the fact that I didn't grow up with it, but Chris Jericho is my favorite, and he's been, like, on the top of my uh, list, and I mean CM Punk too I've been getting into him Moxley like I wanted to go to Moxley's uh, seminar I think it was like a week or two ago or a few weeks but I just couldn't make it but definitely um, maybe drawn Cena but I don't know It's just any of those like top top guys maybe Undertaker too but the list can go on and on if I'm being completely honest
0: I know from personal experience if you meet Jericho it has to be with a like a wrestling environment i met him through fozzy and i was like you know hey you know i remember ecw tv championship and he would not talk wrestling if it's <laughs> about fozzy because he's like music is music wrestling is wrestling the crowd during the concert started to chanting y2j he had to <laughs> stop and say this is about fozzy and started a fozzy chant <laughs>
4: So just, you know,
0: do not ask questions during a fuzzy event. Do not mix the two.
4: I want to go watch him wrestle before he retires, so.
0: It sounds like he's not going to retire for at least not a couple of years, but I... matter of fact, I just
3: purchased an AEW Chris Lionheart Jericho action figure where he I mean, bleach blonde hair and he had the rainbow jacket, like when he just started out. So I've seen that, and I thought, I gotta get it. So he is one of the other guys that I've got hanging on my wall.
4: Even with the AEW. of the
3: Latinos in there, but you know, I only got a few other ones like Kevin, uh, like. Uh,
1: God damn it, what's his name? Jimmy yeah. Corn.
3: He's he's in he just showed up in NXT and uh, ran his mouth off with uh Mary Corbin. Corbin. Yeah, Corbin. The only reason why I got him is because he lived right down the street, down the road from me in Lenexa, Kansas, where I lived, and I mean. I got China. She's in another one that I got. But you know, my wife don't understand why I buy them and put them on my wall. Because all they're gonna do is collect dust. I said, they're collecting me money. I said, when I'm gone, those are gonna go to my son. And the money now. Like right now, I have the first action series limited edition of the legends: Andre the Giant, uh, Jimmy Superfly Snuka, Classy Freddie Classy, and Captain Lou Albano. All of them have passed. I know for a fact right now, Andre the Giant is worth over six hundred dollars. None of these have been touched. None of them has been ever put, uh, open the box on these whatsoever. So I know when my boy gets them, they're going to be worth a hundred times more. They are not toys. They are action figures. Let me get that straight with people.
1: They're goddamn toys! No, they're not. TJ, if I had a a folding chair... Take them out of the package and play with the Macs.
3: They're (laughs) dolls. (laughs) Oh man, if I had a folding chair right now.
1: (laughs) I'd be taking one across the back. You guys know how to push my buttons. Well that's because you just told us you got a collection of dolls and play figures. And you have a play.
2: I play with dolls too. It's okay. I get it.
0: Like Max, there's one thing I Max told me the other day that, or maybe like last week, it's like, yeah, I asked for Princess Victoria's autograph. She was the first ever one half of the women's WWF tag team champion. And she wanted 10 bucks for it. And I was like, this is the first WWF tag team women's champion, one half. 10 bucks for her autograph, knowing how much. So I did some research for you, Max. Of how much it's worth right now, it's worth 45 bucks.
3: Once like about- Wobble had one of our did a show, and one of the wrestlers' wives wanted to get a picture with him off her phone. He's like, Yeah, $10. So the wrestler. Found out about it and told Hornswoggle, "Look here, you little son, of bitch." He goes, "Just because you've been in the big show doesn't mean, you know, you're you're not John Cena, you're not Hogan, you're not Flair." He goes, "You probably know what four or five moves, if that." He goes, "You're not a high flyer, you're not a technician, technical wrestler, you're not a luchador." You're a fat fucking midget. Oh, Macadora, that he wanted five hundred dollars for thirty minutes. But well, I mean, that's like Tito Santana. I talked to him. You told me what to tell him. I told him, and what I he got, we got him for three hundred for one hour. Tell people. I'll tell Best it. Best Intercontinental Champions there is, there was at
0: that time. You see, Connor, now in the future, you can, people ask for your podcast appearances and you to say 200 bucks.
3: Yeah, not like uh, Tully Blanchard.
4: I'll do it no, for he,
0: free. He, he's $1,500. I was like,
4: I'll do it
3: for free.
0: <laughs> see, you see, and you always welcome on the show. But I mean what what I wanted five hundred dollars when you said he was gonna promote the show on serious radio. So I saw some value, but five hundred dollars still five hundred dollars. The one I wish I pulled the trigger on was Thunder Rosa. She only wanted a hundred bucks. <clears throat> I wish I did that. Can I like
3: to her.
0: I'll do it. I did ask Nikki Bell here, and to this day, I take this to my grave. I sent her the whole like, "Hey, you know, the business worldwide, and, 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 and I got a message back from her email address. I do not know if it was from her, it was a joke, or what. Two words: fuck
1: off. It's <clears throat> like Nikki Bell told me, "Fuck off." Oh my did you respond? Did you send a
0: response? I would have sent <laughs> somebody. I- Oh, you're coming? I, I just say I, I appreciate you getting back to me. Thank you very much. <laughs> like I deal with every wrestler that says, you know, oh, I'm sorry. I, but I swear to this day, I just got to fuck off.
3: And
2: I was like, <laughs> Do you still I have, have that not email?
0: Re- I, I don't have that response
3: back from the superhuman. One that does his wrestling moves and says, Fuck it, Yes. Yes. I've got a hold of him. I left him a message and he just hasn't got back to me yet. Uh,
1: yeah, we got to get that guy on. See, oh, I, dude, that's one of my goals. I'm doing that, yeah. Max.
0: I would put him over to your Santana. I actually he would. would.
3: Now he does the spots as well. He's been uh, booked for some shows, actually, indie shows.
4: We gotta get him in the war. <laughs> you
1: right. Does, <laughs> does.
0: <laughs> it's like no. It's like why? Why it's funny as hell. But if you really look back at it, you're just like why? <laughs> of my and
3: <laughs> now so. connor what would you give advice to these guys that are wanting to become professional wrestlers that are thinking about it what would you tell
4: them? uh believe it or not i have like two friends especially another girl she's a uh, she wasn't so sure even with Mackenzie, i uh she didn't even know what the, Kenzie didn't even know what the WWE was a year ago. And I convinced her and I took her, her and her parents came to a show in Owensboro. And it was the show where uh, I believe it was pretty powerful versus the three CB. And like, if they lose, they disband or whatever. Kenzie loved it. And I mean, I've convinced this other girl, Kelsey, she's been gone to do it. And she's like, Oh, I want to do it more. Now it's just like, even someone else asked me, it's like, what do you, what advice he gives? Like, just do it. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, I like all these uh, Muhammad Ali's quote, quote of saying, uh, "Suffer now and then live the rest of your life as champion." It's like, yeah, uh, weekends like it sucks having to like miss out on families and like family stuff and everything. I mean, it does get tiring, but the end of the day, it'll all pay off eventually. So just keep doing it, really. If you, I mean, life's too short not to do it, so that's just what I'd say about it. But
0: so I'm gonna put you on the spot here. If you have a girlfriend, a partner, they don't exist, oh. who is the hottest person? I gotta be perfectly correct, so I gotta say person in WWA that you would hook up with.
4: Nah, if I'm being honest, I've learned my lessons about girlfriends and stuff. I'm just trying to make it in wrestling and everything because I had a I had one and they were kinda understanding but just not fully understanding of like when I needed a day off from everything they was just like, but I'm just trying to make it in the business before I get in the girlfriends. Like I'd love to be like Seth Browns and Becky Lynch. Like like Lizzie, I want to have a like someone to uh, like girlfriend to like travel with and compete and do stuff. But I mean as of right now I'm just kind of focus on getting my last year of school done and starting my wrestling career. Cause I want to, I want to debut by next summer, but I don't know. So we'll have to really wait and see. There. There's more priorities before that stuff.
0: Next. I would think that's a reasonable goal next summer. Wouldn't you? Definitely. I, Most definitely.
4: I talked to Rob before this was a few months back and i was just talking to him and I said that my goal is to debut between uh, January and July of next year, between, uh yeah, next year, then July. Chris overheard it, but now he's wanting me to become a ref and stuff, so I don't know how long that's going to last, but we'll have to wait and see really, but definitely next year, hopefully by next summer. But if got to start do-
3: somewhere, Connor.
4: Oh, yeah. I'm just living it right now, so. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Just so I
0: I'm just going to ask, what's your opinion about Logan Paul and someone from that doesn't have the, didn't do all the grinding. They didn't do all the indie spots or whatever, start as a jobber. He gets just thrown in there as a, a top contender for the world title and going for the money in the bank.
4: I mean, if I'm going to be completely honest, I completely marked out for him last, uh, last year at SummerSlam because I was quite frankly walking to my seat and I actually ended up seeing his, his manager, he, if well, they like to call him, he went over and went to the beer section or something, went and talked to somebody. And I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of him, I guess. I mean, I've <clears throat> both of them since they, his, him and his brother since they both started boxing. I mean, a lot, I know a lot of people don't like it, but I mean, even I watched uh, the podcast with uh, Logan's podcast with edge and he says that it's he told Edge it's like it's hard for him because he's trying to he's trying to like I guess honor or try to do something like people are dedicating decades of their life to and he's just you know doing it just short time. So I mean I'm all up for it. I mean I know a lot of people don't like him, but like somebody said, if they can draw money then sure. But
0: I don't like him. He's the David Arquette of our error. Yeah. Ow. He is. It's like when WCW David Arquette was really popular at the time. They gave him the world title, and look what happened. It's just nothing. No offense with Willie Paul. It's just it does not mix. That's what I'm saying. It's like putting NBA. It's like putting Kobe not Kobe Bryant. He's along with us. LeBron James and put him on, as a quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. It does not work.
2: We wouldn't have him anyway. We yeah, got he our quarterback. Would.
0: Yeah, yeah
3: <clears throat> he would. He the reason going. why WCW got rid of Paul is because he was for the people. He was for the, the staff. Not the, not the board, not the you know, executive or VIP or, you know, of public relations, whatever. Paul was for Jericho, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko, all these guys, CM Punk, now Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, you know, all these other guys. Paul went out there and told him, you know, look, you guys, this, that, and the other, you know, these, these guys need to get a push. They're like, well, no. Nah. He goes, well, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> you know, they, they didn't want him to do certain things. He did it anyway, and he turned pretty much told him, you know, go fuck yourself. That's why he went. He had ECW. Look
0: how long that ran.
3: They were bloodthirsty motherfuckers out there. I'm not kidding
0: purposely tanked ECW because he sold out the vets. I mean,
3: <laughs> he, he he had a cult group there that wanted, that were bloodthirsty motherfucking wrestling fans. And they wanted to see 100% true hardcore wrestling. And Paul ran with it. And the rest was history. You know, Todd Gordon was the one that said, you know, hey, I don't know what to do, you know, with Eddie Gilbert. Uh, I'm trying to see what I can do. And he goes, plus I got my furniture, you know, business that I got to take care of, too, as well. And he goes, well, Paul, do you think you could take take the rings of this? Industry? Well, I'll be honored. And Paul ran with it.
0: Yeah, but ECW was like violent, but it wasn't like, you know, screw it. So the kid just sink in because you had some technical wrestlers like the franchise Shane Douglas, XPW, they went, fuck it. We're going to throw all this violence in and we're going to add some naked chicks to the scene. So
3: they had all this hardcore wrestling and they're like, yeah, cool. He goes, well, I'm going to throw a monkey wrench into that. I'm going to bring in Dean Malenko. I'm going to bring Eddie Guerrero. Mm -hmm. And boom, they had technical high-flyer wrestlers. They brought in psychosis. They brought in uh, Rey Mysterio Jr. And they had all types. That's
0: why ECW skyrocketed. Yep. Guerrero Malenko had one of the greatest two out three falls matches ever for right. the WWE championship. Went to a 90 minute time limit draw. Now, Paul, Paul was a genius when it comes, he had the
3: genius mind when it came to the wrestling. Financially wise, different story. Totally different story here. Checks were getting bounced like a rubber Super Bowl.
0: Meanwhile, I was Mexican, a hot dog, and a handshake. I, this hot dog went Oh, fucking cockroach. Back. How many years, Chase? 32 fucking years I've been doing that
4: shit. <laughs> oh, God.
0: Well, Connor, I just want to say right now, if You ever had enough of Mex's shit and you like put them through the ground? I just want to do is punt me away. We're just we're just going like we'll just be going like, Mex, where are you? Over our phones, and that's it. We'll be like, I have Mex's missing. Oh. <laughs> we would not go after you, we would not care if you put Mex's in there. Just please video it and send it to us. That's all we ask. <laughs>
2: Make Max your manager. <laughs> I'm all for it.
0: Yeah, come on, Max. Would you uh, on killing the business worldwide? Would you consider taking Connor underneath your wing?
4: would be oh, some I, violent motherfucker. I
0: want
3: to expand. I want to expand yes. my roster.
2: Expand your stable.
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a tag team. That I, In my mind, I was to God they would disperse, and I would take one guy yep. And, yep. and get this other guy, and I would just have, you know, I got my tag team, I got single wrestlers. And then this one woman, she's she's gone for periods of time to do her education in college and all. I told her, I said, once you're done with that, come back to the WWA. And I I'm begging you to let me have the honor to be your manager. And that's Naomi Santiago. I mean, I'm I'm more than willing to. I want to. I want to do more than just one team. I want to get that stable stronger.
1: And since
2: you're in Kentucky, you can call your stable the Moonshiners.
3: Moonshiners! Come out with coveralls and a jug, and a pop-belly pig and one arm. Jesus. Uh, don't take a bath for about two weeks. That's money. That's oh, money right there. Eat a lot of burritos and start farting every time I'm in
0: going through the crowd. Jesus Christ!
3: <laughs>
2: come out, come out to hillbilly Jim's music. Don't go messing with the country boy.
3: <laughs> so, Connor, be that, I'll be singing that song. Uh, I like my women like I like my chicken with a little fat on the end. Not too thick and not too skinny, just not to make me grin.
1: <laughs>
0: Holy Christ. As I mentioned in the last episode, we here at Killing the Business World Like Max's That's right.
1: That's right. We are we are not all on board with Max's views or comments. We're the comments. We apologize uh, to our audience. Hey.
0: Watch our ratings go up because of this shit now. We <laughs> want to be
3: number 1 overnight.
0: You're just high. Before you let you go, Connor, we got to tell you this story real fast. We did a like a live Facebook live with the jwo night time. And we did we figured we'll put the link out there so people can join, you know, ask questions, whatever. These trolls Came on and put these like homosexual pictures up, you know, guys like shit in another guy's mouth and stuff like that. So, so at the end of the day, it's like, all right, do I go with the code? I had with the show that what you see is real. I do not apologize for anything. I, it's real life. Get over it and not edit it out, or do I edit it out? I feel like the media and just turning perception of the show. And I kept it on there. Mm. And we got and we got how many max? Almost 200 new subscribers after that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's all like boom. And I was like, I you sick fuckers out there.
3: I tell you.
0: Right. I mean,
3: look, you got all these guys, you got a fucking beater midget on here. As a co-host. I mean, how many be, you know, how many fucking Mexican midgets can say, yeah, I I co-host a
0: podcast. No, but Max, you were even part of that episode. <laughs> it was Jason and I doing the episode. Uh-huh. Here, here Jason's like, I'm turning off the camera, I'm not gonna see <laughs> I'm going like, hey great guys, how do you kick someone out of Zoom? Because I never I mean, it is what it is. You know, I'm
3: a Mexican. I'm a midget. So I'm like, you know, call me an S.O.B., son of a beaner. Hell, that's what I am. (laughs) If it's going to make us money, why not? (laughs) It was either wrestling, hardcore midget wrestling, or midget porn, and my wife didn't want me to do the porn.
0: <laughs> I guess
3: she didn't like any any other didn't want me smacking anybody else... any other woman's ass saying I'm, who's your midget? Who's your midget? Who's your midget? So
2: I might want to get into that though. The Mex, you got a contact?
3: Actually. I don't know if it's true or not, but Puppet, was when we we're on tour, Puppet got a phone call from Ron Jeremy. Wanted to know if I, he had any midgets that would be interested in doing some
1: midget tour.
3: <laughs> and Puppet, right off the bat, mix. So
0: <laughs> <didn't> <laughs> nothing happened
3: about that.
0: So don't know if it was true or not. Uh, Connor, are you gonna be at the WWE event this weekend?
4: Oh, yeah, every weekend. We'll be training, that, so I'll be there. Absolutely.
0: What's your opinion on the four and four war that's gonna happen for the main event?
4: It's gonna be a very, very, very interesting matchup. Lots of building up to this. I mean, like last week, they uh. Chris had all of us surrounding uh, the ring, and it was like I didn't know what was going on. Just announcing his mom's birthday, and then here comes high society. So it was like they're taking over the company, and it's like it's they got a, Chris and Clay, Lizzie, and uh, Tyler got to do something bad before it's too late. So
0: now, next mentioned before you know who we signed with WWE or AEW. Let's talk about these two stables, or right. one stable and one thrown together, if both of them want you to be part of their team, which one do you go
4: with? Oh, I don't want to, like, mark out or nothing, but uh, if I'm going to be completely honest, probably, um, probably high society to the fact that a lot of them or everyone in there is, like, I don't I mean veterans of the WWA. I mean, yeah, you got Chris, but that's pretty much the one guy. I mean, Tyler's Tyler and Lizzie's been in there for a while, but I mean heck, was it Ray's been in there since the badge since the absolute beginning of WWA, so I feel like I can learn a lot from them. So but either but yeah, probably high society.
0: Very valid reason. Very valid reason. Why? So, if someone wants to contact you on social media, if you want to give your social media, clubs, go ahead. I know how fans can be dicks, so.
4: Oh, yeah. My, some fans try to med me and stuff, but uh, just Connor, case, or Connor underscore case, WWA, I mean. And also, uh, was it, I always just promote the business and stuff on there. Like, I always post, was it Trent Seven stuff, and I don't know if me and him's got some heat now but he just kind of leaves me unopened. Right there,
0: your first first few.
4: (laughs) No, I don't, I just promote the brand. Just try to do anything really, but yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: Gentlemen, any final thoughts or questions?
1: Max, hang tight, Max. (laughs) (laughs) Pleasure, (laughs) Kyle. I appreciate um, it. Good, 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 good to hear you got, you know, you got something to do. It, sound, it sounds like, you know, you're still a young lad, um, but you you got something to do and it sounds like you got a way forward going forward. So I hey, enjoy, man. Uh, just remember that you're a young kid, so don't forget to enjoy life a little bit too.
4: Oh yeah, for sure.
2: Hey, hey, Connor, sir. I got, got a lot of respect for you. Uh, you're doing what I wish I would have done when I was 17, 18 years old. Instead, I went and joined the Air Force. Um, <laughs> 25 years later, here I am. So my, my wrestling days are long past me, but you're starting it the right way. Enjoy it. Uh, keep yourself safe and learn as much as you can from this guy, Mr. Mr. Mad
3: Max. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. And, Connor, anytime you need any
0: advice, be more than welcome to give it to you if you're it. Oh, yeah. And, hey, Connor, you know that anytime you need a podcast out your back, we got you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Any hey, promotion or anytime that you're just like, you know, I'm fucking bored. I'm to see what guys up to do.
4: Hit us up, man. Hey, this is gonna. I'm gonna remember this if I ever make it in wrestling. I'm gonna remember this as my first ever wrestling podcast. So,
0: well, we appreciate that. Thank you very much.
4: Oh yeah, even even if I do, I won't. I'm I'm like I'll do it for free. Heck, I ain't gonna make y'all do that. Yeah, you to say like, who the fuck are these
0: guys? I don't know who they are.
1: It's like, Look, God, or my cell phone. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Connor,
1: I was like, oh yeah, that's everything. that's those guys
2: that were number one in Algeria. Yeah, I remember that.
0: <laughs> Algeria, what asshole cell brain being number one in Algeria?
4: You're number one, so that counts.
0: But in Algeria. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's I old guy. Uh but Connor, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much for coming on.
4: Oh yeah, I appreciate it.
0: And thank you, everyone, for listening and watching this Killing the Business Worldwide. And we are all getting out of here.
4: Peace.